happening. Download Adam Sank's last comedy album on Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play. We're already in the shower together. <laughs> the risk has been taken. <laughs> if I don't blow you, the risk will have been for nothing. Warning. The program you're about to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. Ryan, pull down your pants. <laughs> JB, you start Let's... sucking. The host, a comedian of questionable talent, speaks incessantly on topics of a sexual and scatological nature. I will fuck you, but I will not eat you. I want that fucking dick down my throat while I'm dicking him down. Okay. I hope my mother's listening. Your ass became a rosebud? Yeah, that's because I got dicked down real good. <laughs> he asks questions of his celebrity guests that are highly inappropriate and rude. Which of you has a bigger penis? Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun, good one. Going down on the clitoris? Oh, yes. Oh, I like Absolutely. where you're going with yep. this. For some reason... The word strap-on just comes right out of my mouth, Bianca. Yeah, you said come and strap-on in the same thing. And he cannot stop talking about his buttocks. I think your butt is telling you, no mas, por favor. <laughs> this is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Hello, and welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We are coming at you, coming at you, coming at you live. There's a strange echo happening in the room. I don't know if maybe the guest mic is on, perhaps? But anyway, we're coming at you live if you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, March 7th, 2020 at dnrstudios.com. The only place to hear this podcast live and throughout the week that it first airs. There you go. Whatever you just did, fixed it, JB. Leave us your ratings and reviews on iTunes or wherever else you listen to this thing. Email me. Me. At Adam at AdamSank.com. Like the Adam Sank Show Facebook page, download my two comedy albums, and the most important thing I'm going to tell you this week and every week until mid-May is to please donate to my AIDS Walk New York page. You can find a link to it right on AdamSank.com. Hey, our guest today is an ass favorite who has not been here, I discovered, in almost a year Although he's been in this studio quite a bit because Matthew Camp just can't get enough of him. It's Zach Zimmerman, hilarious comedian Zach Zimmerman will be here later. He is about to embark on a cross-country comedy tour. <laughs> and we're going to talk to him about it. But first, I need to introduce everyone's favorite piglet, the one and only Ryan Frostig is sitting across from me. Hello, dear. Hi, Ryan. Good to see you. Good to see you. JB is also here. Uh, I want to apologize to the listeners. The last two episodes, you may have noticed very strange audio problems. It only happened when more than one person tried to speak at a time. Yes, which often happens here. It happens. We have crosstalk. Sometimes we sing. Sometimes. Most of the time we sing. And it sounded all distorted, and I was worried people would think it was their devices. It wasn't your devices, and we don't actually know what caused it. Listen, we are just here <laughs> doing the damn thing, and sometimes this stuff happens. So You know, it's... Um, do the, the best you can right now. It's a crazy time to be living this life. It is what it is. Listen, a reminder that no one pays us to do this shit. Exactly. JB gets paid a, a pittance, but we don't get paid anything, so... A, a pittance? A, pit, a pittance. A pittance. If you will. Hey, um, I want to tell the listeners that Ryan and I will be singing. Well, I'll be singing. Ryan and will be I'll dancing. be dancing. Dancing. Yes. Yes. Uh, for the New York City Gay Men's Chorus Concert, Big Gay Sing. Divas. 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 It happens March 20th through 22nd. That's three performances here in New York City yes. at the Skirball Center for Performing Skirms. Arts. Um, as a result, we'll be out of the studio for three weeks. But not to worry. You will hear new episodes every week. 
Um, but yes, Ryan, Ryan is such a good dancer. Oh, thanks, Adam. It makes me very envious of you because mm-hmm. I have no talent in that uh, arena. And this, this girl can you're move. A, but you're, you're a better mover than you think. But I'm not good. And like Ryan's up there with dancers who like actually tried to be dancers professionally, which Ryan never did. Yeah. And like he fucking That's outshines rich. them, in well, my opinion. Just got to sell it. He's got to shake your tits. Move that puss. Exactly. Um, also, Ryan is going to be appearing in a avant-garde play, a performance art musical piece entitled Trees, Trees in which Ryan plays a tree. I'm actually my uh, my role has been changed in the uh, show. It's very. Are you a flower now? Now I'm fungus, <laughs> <laughs> which feels correct. <laughs> are you really fungus? Yeah. I'm fungus slash tree. That is typecasting. This is like some real downtown theater avant-garde. It's bullshit. at La Mama. It's amazing, which though. Is it's a legendary theater. Yeah, it's a really cool um, opportunity. It's going to be... Give the date of that. It's going to be uh, the weekend. It's April 2nd through the 5th at La Mama Theater, uh, Experimental Theater. So go see Ryan as fungus in the role that he was born I to I have play. a link on my Instagram, Ryan Frosting. You can uh, buy tickets there. All right. So listen... We um, have so much to talk about There's today. There's so much going on and right now. Really, it's just two stories but that we're going to do. both of our lives. But it's going to fucking consume us. And so uh, we're going to talk about Aaron Shock because that was a story that not only uh, did the story make national headlines, but I made national headlines. You made it. You're I, famous. Uh, and we're going <laughs> to... Thank you. You're viral. Oh Finally. My God. Your joke on, on Facebook when someone said, uh, you're viral, and you said, not anymore. I'm like, not anymore. I'm on meds. That was good. True story. Um, but yes, we're going to talk all about Aaron Shock coming out and my reaction to it and how, for some reason, that got a lot of play. But first, uh, we are actually going to start this week with a RuPaul's Drag Race update because uh, this the, is the, the kingdom was shooketh. And Ryan, I just want to I'm going to turn this show over to you, Ryan. You're going to talk solo. But I just want to tell the listeners that Ryan has been on this story like the most dogged reporter you've ever <laughs> like Ryan's like the Warren Commission after Kennedy was assassinated he has been digging truly he knew about this long before the media did oh yeah and i would i would hasten to say Ryan is the definitive source for yes. this story so with that without further ado i Chante, you, you stay Ryan Frosting thank you Adam uh uh buckle up because it's going to be a bumpy ride um Sherry Pie uh has been disqualified from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. Uh, VH1 released a statement. um, In light of recent developments and Sherry Pie's statement, Sherry Pie has been disqualified from RuPaul's Drag Race. Out of respect for the hard work of the other queens, VH1 will air the season as planned. Sherry will not appear in the grand finale scheduled to be filmed later this spring. Um, It was reported by BuzzFeed late Thursday night that five actors came forward claiming that they were catfished and coaxed into providing humiliating and degrading audition tapes. Um, Sherry, uh, whose real name is, um, oh God. Joey? Joey Guglielmi. Something Italian. Yes. Um, Who was posing as a casting director named Allison Mosey, who uh, apparently allegedly worked at Playwrights Horizons. Um, And there were several email interactions between 2015 and 2017 between uh, Sherry Pie and seven different aspiring actors. At least seven. Well, now it's been eight. Um, as the, the story has been unfolding, I literally have been watching this unfold 
since Wednesday. Um, on Wednesday, there was a Facebook post. Hold on. Are you telling me that some drag queen me too a bunch of people? Yes. Yes. Essentially, yes. But it's 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 beyond just um, because she. It's like it's more about the the catfishing. She was a uh, posing as this casting director, and she was making all these actors um, take steroids in order to prepare for various roles. Well, in- not quite. So, so as I understand it, Rye, she told them she was casting for a play about a guy who takes steroids and keeps taking them and keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And but but she explained to them that they would be padded for this role. And yet, for some reason, she needed them to send her videos of them with their shirts off. Well, there were they were using steroids. Not all of them. Yeah, some of some of them. Okay. That's what they're reporting. Okay. Um, but what what ended up happening was uh, the the first uh, Facebook post went viral, um, and within about twenty four hours, um, we still hadn't. There was no. Uh, response from sherry it was uh the, the the fandom was freaking out everyone was wondering what how vh1 was going to handle this and um and so then finally on late thursday night sherry came forward and basically admitted to uh the accusations and said that she was seeking help and she was uh very sorry about causing any trauma um yeah, it's been a whirlwind. It's been crazy. So let's just go back to what she actually did because it's a little confusing. She didn't actually meet with any of these no, people. No, she never in person, met with any of them. Right? So and, so, and, and the, the original um, uh, victim um, went to college with her at Cortland, SUNY Cortland. They were musical theater majors there together, and then they did regional work together. So she knew them, but not as Allison Mosley, as Joey. So Joey, as I understand it, would would approach these guys that he knew or maybe had heard about, you know, yes. just young, aspiring mm-hmm. actors. Mm-hmm. And he would say, hey, I have this friend, Allison Mosey. She's this casting director, and she could hook you up with a really good part. I'm going to put you in touch with her. And from then on, there would be this correspondence that was only via email, right? Right. Between this, Alice, this fictional Allison Mosey and these boys, right. these young men. Right. And – she would ask them things like, you know, I need you to take your clothes off and send me a video. I need you to masturbate and send me a video. And it didn't start this way, right? Like it, it started with with something that seemed reasonable. It, it was, it was. She was requesting them to tape sides, like you know, copies as you would for a um, self tape audition. Um, but then it became a little bit more graphic. Uh, as the interactions went on. She sort of groomed them, mm-hmm. right? Because you start out with something totally normal. Like, hey, I want you to read this scene on camera and yeah. send it to me. Then it was like, and they would go back and forth, back and forth. The first victim um, said that he had 150 email exchanges with yeah. her. Yeah. So these were, this was elaborate. And over time, she would say, okay, now I want you to take your shirt off. Okay, right. now I want you to, uh, you seem tense, so go jerk off in the bathroom and then do the scene again. Okay, now jerk yeah. off on camera. And these, these guys, the ones whose accounts I've read, like they felt weird. They felt uncomfortable. Yeah, but when you're, I mean, I was an actor when I moved when I moved to New York. I, you, you kind of want to do everything. You wanna, you wanna get your name out there. If someone who is um, saying that they're a casting director reaches out to you, especially at Playwrights Horizons, which is a pretty, um, which is a prestigious theater here yeah. in New York, um, you know. 
you're going to go with that. You're going to go with the instinct of like, I want to, I want to make it, I want to do well. Um, it's, it's really unfortunate. My, my experience watching the story unfold, unfortunately was, um, there were some initial reactions before the press kind of got a hold of it that, well, we don't know all the facts. We don't know all the, I mean, people I had, were defending people Sherry. were defending Sherry. And, um, I just knew in my gut as soon as I read it, it was so specific and I just being from sort of the like deranged musical theater world, I just believed that this person could do this thing. It just, it just, it made sense to me immediately. Well, and, in, and here in New York where Sherry has been based for years, apparently everyone knew about this. Like we, yes. didn't, we didn't know about we didn't it, know. but in the drag world, in the nightlife world, this yeah. was an open secret. It was common knowledge. Wait, wait, wait. So you're going to tell me, actually, there's a drag queen, Harvey Weinstein? Is that, yes. That's where I'm at. That's well, all. Except, except for, you she know. She didn't physically, physically assault right. anyone. Yeah, yeah. That's no, no, the it physical was, aspect. It's more, ex, to me, it's exploitation. Right. So she's been disqualified from Drag Race. She's the second queen to be disqualified, Willem being the first on season four. For very different very reasons. Very different reasons. Wait, why is she get disqualified? She got disqualified. Well, there were a couple of things. On the on the show, she says it's because she had um, sex with her husband at the hotel. Like her, like you're not supposed to not have allowed yeah, to fuck her. But there were so many. Bit. She she released later on um, Twitter and Reddit and and whatever that she was um, fucking one of the producers or one of the um, like someone on the crew. So there were just all of these rules that she was breaking beyond what she had to say on TV. But, but then, she was but never anyway. accused of hurting anyone. Okay. Exactly. This is the first time a queen has been disqualified before she even appeared on television. I mean, it, it was crazy. So last night was um, episode two. So the way that they're doing it this season is they're doing uh, two premieres. So you have seven girls for the first episode, which, by the way, was amazing. That first episode of Drag Race was amazing. I agree. And then the second episode was the second premiere, which Sherry was going to be making her debut on. But by the time the show premiered, that's when VH1 put the disclaimer before the episode, which Adam, you you said that they would probably do, yeah, um, which was just uh, their statement again, which was she's been disqualified, um, she will she will not be at the finale or the reunion, so it's gonna be um, it's gonna be an interesting season, uh, and I, I don't know how this is going to. I mean, I've we've talked about how. I think they should go back and try to edit her out as much as possible. Ryan feels that it's going to be really uncomfortable to watch this queen on every episode, episode after episode, doing really well, winning challenges, because, possibly making it to the final four. Yeah. When we know that, A, she's a predator. Right. And we can call her that because she's admitted. Yes. To at least vaguely doing this. Um, and also, we... <laughs> We know that she can't win. So it is a strange feeling. Ryan thinks it's going to like ruin the season. I feel like it's kind of like when you watch a reality show and someone on it is already dead by the time it airs. Like it's weird, but like you still watch. But you still want to see what a, happens. I mean, death and being a predator are two different things. This person's still, you know, we, we don't know where she is. We don't know if she's seeking help now. Who do you think she was when she watched it last night? And who was oh she with? God. Well, I mean, here your your dream comes true. One of the screenshots. So as I was watching, I, I was on the thread 
for like almost two days, basically, just seeing different updates and different people come forward. And one of the screenshots that I saw on another drag queen, another New York Queens post, was a screenshot from Sherry's assistant to this drag queen saying, look, yes, she's guilty. She's on the verge of suicide. Like, I'm trying to I'm trying to take care of this person right now. Please have some compassion. So like, she's not doing well. Um, I, I mean, I don't know her personally, but I could not imagine, you, you know, you think you're about to make um, your, 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 your dream career is coming true. Yeah. You're about to be on the pinnacle. There's a, nothing a bigger. Star. There's nothing bigger for a drag queen than being on RuPaul's Drag Race. Nothing. That's as big as it gets. That's like winning an Oscar. Exactly. And the week that you're about to premiere and be introduced to the world, this scandal breaks in which multiple accusers are accusing you of something really sick and really yeah. heinous. And I want to point out, because some people might think like, oh, well, she didn't rape them. She didn't grope them. She, she exploited them and she fucked with their dreams. Yeah. That's the part that gets me. Like, Ryan, you know, when you're yeah. a young struggling actor and you just want so badly to make it. And some of these guys I've read, they turned down other other auditions and other roles because they thought they were going to be in this play that right. never existed. Right. Like it's so you have to have no regard for other people to 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 pull off such an elaborate well, hoax and do it over and over and over again for your own sexual gratification. And I think that, you know, listen, it's 2020. If you have skeletons in your closet, don't run for office. And don't be on television, right? Like, how these, does she think this was? These come things forward? will come if 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 you are a predator and you and there and you know that there are multiple people that could bring this to the light. Don't put yourself out in public. Like, that. I have dog food in my closet, and I have to keep <laughs> it in a do. bucket to keep the mice from getting. I know, to it. Um, Ryan. There was another allegation this week yes. that we thought might turn into another mega scandal, but so far it's just one accuser. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, Britty, uh, sorry, Britta Filter um, was another queen. Who's known as just Britta on mm -hmm, Drag Race. Right, of course, yeah, because of the copyright. Um, she was basically accused of um, drugging and uh, sucking this guy's dick in well, the he, middle of the night. He said they went home together from one of her shows. He was drunk. She said, why don't you just sleep here? He said, yes. She's like, oh, the sofa's not comfortable. Sleep in my bed. He's like, okay. He's drunk. Right. He passes out. Wakes up to find her sucking his dick and holding a bottle of poppers under his nose. Allegedly. This yeah. is all alleged. That's right. Um, and, of course, Britta came forward with a statement saying, please know I completely refute his claim. I appreciate respect and maturity as I handle the situation. Um, and then she uh, came up with a second statement saying, these are false claims. I refute these claims. And so... It and was, it's been days and no one else says this happened, which doesn't mean it didn't happen. No. But, but it, one would expect, especially with everything happening with Sherry Pie, that if there were a pattern of, yeah. of this kind of behavior, we would have heard about more accusations Exactly. By um, I, I will say I think if you are going to suck someone's dick, it's very polite to offer them poppers, but not without their consent. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely shaken up a lot of uh people um i think that moving forward because you know my response uh to the first episode was like yes drag race is back 
these queens are prepared. This is going to be a great season. We're going to get to see um, these people really shining in their craft. And like, I just felt after Drag Race UK that the show had been revived. That after a couple seasons of it kind of feeling like it had lost the heart and it had been a little, it had become a little too mainstream, I felt like, oh, this is going to be great. This is a really unfortunate situation that I think... This has been really upsetting for you. It ha really has been. I mean, there's so much fucking shit going on in the world right now. I mean, coronavirus, Trump, the election. It's just, this is the one sort of place that I can kind of escape to mm -hmm. and just enjoy watching people try to make their dreams come true. So I just feel like this is unfortunate. I wish it didn't happen. I'm, my heart goes out to the victims. Um, but I think moving forward, we just have to celebrate and, and give love and, and cheer for the other contestants. And, um, you know, I hope that they try to edit her out as much as possible. I know it's expensive. I know that it's probably uh, would cost them a lot of money to do that. But I think it would be worth it. I think that if there is an opportunity to take her off the screen like we don't need to see her commenting on you know Gigi's outfit on the runway we don't need to see her in little like um you know how they do all those little moments where they're all making faces or right we we don't need to see those we can see I don't her. need to see that I don't need to see that so I I was saying to you last night right I just think you need to separate the art from the artist you know there are a lot of Woody Allen movies that I think are fabulous and I'll still watch them and enjoy them even though I believe he is a creep Right. Who exploits women, uh, particularly younger women. Um, you know, he's a great artist. Sherry Pie, you know, is obviously very talented. And I know it's like it's sort of um, what's that called when you have to like hold two things in your brain at the same time? It's like cognitive dissonance. Right. Yeah. But I think you can you can do it. I had to leave a fantasy league. That's just Ryan was in a RuPaul's Drag Race fantasy football league. Big scandal. <laughs> Need to leave. Um, we have to move on, but uh, you want to say a couple other things about uh, the RPDR universe? I just want to say uh, AJ and the Queen has officially announced that it's uh, going to be canceled. Netflix announced that the show will be canceled after one season. What a big surprise. I only watched one episode of the show and I found it to be unwatchable, so I'm not surprised. I think that Shade. I, I've said this before. I think um, RuPaul is an amazing television host. RuPaul is an amazing television personality. RuPaul is not an actor. The end. By the way, I do want to point out we had Drew Drogi on a couple weeks ago, one of my favorite episodes oh, yes. ever. Oh, my God. He wrote an episode of AJ and the Queen. But not the one. We didn't watch that episode. It was probably fabulous. Yes. And I would actually. That I would, was only one episode. I would go back and watch episode just seven. His episode. We he's a great it. writer. We saw. We, oh, my God. Play. You guys have to see Happy Birthday, Doug. It, it was fabulous. amazing. It's so good. Okay. It's 1123. Let's get into We have to thank you, Ryan, for all of that work. And I do hope that, uh, I, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And I hope that you can find a way to enjoy the season. Thank you. Now, <clears throat> we have talked about former Congressman Aaron Schock many, many times on this show. And it's usually in the context of his showing up at some gay space or gay event mm -hmm. and being shirtless and canoodling with other gay guys. He was caught with his Beat hand. Just it, be it, straight thank you, JB. Uh, he was caught with his hand down someone's pants at Coachella. Right. He was seen ogling a stripper in Mexico Just City. Just the gayest gay. that you ever see. That's what he was doing. And my feeling all along has been he is not allowed to do that 
because A, he had an anti-gay voting record in Congress, a really anti-gay voting record, earning him a zero rating from the human rights campaign. Wow. And B, zero. he's never come out and he's never apologized. So, you know, we've seen him challenged by certain people. There's this wonderful drag queen in L.A. named Johnny Reinhardt who really challenged him and got in his face and, you know, in a very calm way and just said, why do you think that it's okay for you to come here? Do you understand how you've hurt this community? He never seems to have gotten it. Well, this past Monday, I posted a story on the Adam Sank Show page about how once again he had shown up in a gay space. He was uh, in Rio at Carnival and he was uh, seen either receiving or giving a massage to this incredibly hot gay Israeli actor named Eliad Cohen. I didn't know Eliad Cohen, but apparently everyone else does. He's like this big muscle, tatted up, like beautiful man with like a yep. million followers Gorgeous. on social media. And there he is with Aaron Shock again. And I started – my blood started to boil. And I started to think about how I want to write something. And I even thought I want to write it specifically for LGBTQ Nation because they had published me before and I, I sort of know the publisher. And in my head, I started formulating this manifesto against Aaron Shock. But I didn't actually put pen to paper – Thursday comes and the news breaks that Aaron Schock has come out in an Instagram post that links to a generic website like ashock.com. Mm -hmm. And he's posted this lengthy – I can't call it an apology because it's not. It's essentially a manifesto. With, it starts with the words, I am gay. And it goes on for many, many paragraphs. Whoa. I'm not going to read it because – That sounds like someone's about to shoot up a school. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, I, I am have, gay. I am gay. And you are dead. Yeah. No, he didn't uh, threaten any uh, violence, but I'll let you guys read it. You can go to his Instagram. It's all it's all over the internet. Right. It's very long. To summarize, he tells this very sad story about being how difficult his coming out has been. He's been rejected by his ultra conservative family. They've been trying to get him into conversion therapy. It's a terrible story. It's a yeah. story with which many of us can identify and and for which we can feel sympathy, right? But then he goes on to his record as a congressman and basically says like, yeah, although my position against gay marriage was wrong, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama had the same position at the time. Oh, my God. Fuckery. Uh, Goodbye. Fuckery. Good, the the fuckery. fuckery at all. <laughs> Meanwhile, fails to mention that when Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama actually came into power, they worked their asses off for LGBTQ rights. When Barack Obama was trying to lift the ban on queer service people, which he was successful at ultimately, mm -hmm. you know who voted against that in Congress? Aaron Schock. Aaron Schock voted against gay service members. Forget about the rest of us. How about people who are fighting and dying for our country? He voted against them. Because he was like them. Mm -hmm. Because they were like him. It's so fucked up. He doesn't mention any of that in his thing. He just goes on and on about it. And then he goes on about how difficult the investigation was. You know, he had to resign from Congress because he had misused funds. Right. He had spent all this money on his office trying to make it look like Downton Abbey, which he now says he's never heard of and never saw. Oh, please. This is some white girl fuckery. Thank really, you. Queen? Like, I wow. am so bad. I want to punch out her face. Like, she... This is... This is uh, like this is a victim. She, she total she's victimhood. Victim. Yeah. Yes, and and then he talks about the four years of hell he's gone through since then, with with the prosecution and the investigations and the media. He calls he calls it the woke media, printing lies about him and outing him and all this. You know, so finally, fucker, he gets to the closest thing to an apology, 
and basically says, if I were in Congress today, I, I would vote differently. And I hope that the gay community gives me a chance and welcomes me. And that's basically the whole thing. Fuck At right. no point in this lengthy post does he ever say the words, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. He never says, I apologize. He never acknowledges the harm mm -hmm. that he caused to our community. None of it. He doesn't talk about the hypocrisy. It's th This letter is all about him. Exactly. I'm gay and I'm the victim. I'm hurt. I'm wrong. This Why could have been an opportunity for him to use this platform of coming out as a way to get any sort of like redemption credibility. Absolutely. This could have been a huge win for him. If he had come, if his tone, and, and I can't imagine that any PR professional sat down with him and said, okay, this is how you should go. Like right. he clearly just did this on his own because right. he's not terribly bright. If he had been truly contrite, if the whole thing had been nothing but an apology, you know, a little bit of backstory about your story. Okay, we get it. But like, if it had mostly been like, I have wronged this community, and, and I'm going to want to be, a and part I'm going to spend every day for the rest of my life trying to work on behalf of the gay community. I'm going to right my wrongs. I hope you'll, I hope you'll, you'll come to forgive me in time. Once you see how dedicated I. No, there was none of that. And you know what? He's still a Republican. He still supports the Republican Party. Right. And reportedly, two weeks ago, he attended a fundraiser for Donald Trump. Girl, so bye. he hasn't learned shit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now I'm going to write my letter. Mm -hmm. And all I did was post it to Facebook. I'm, again, not going to read you this whole thing. You can, it's, it's on my Facebook it's everywhere. page a thousand times because it's been shared yes. by hashtag everyone and their trending. mother. Hashtag trending, hashtag viral. Um, <laughs> but it ended, uh, I'll read the end of it. <clears throat> I guess you, okay, this is about, uh, okay. For the past several years, you have felt perfectly entitled to show up at our bars, our clubs, our events, and all the other safe queer spaces for which gay, lesbian, bi, and trans people have spent decades fighting and literally dying. I guess you figured, hey, I've got a hot bod, so I'm sure they'll be happy to welcome me here. Well, guess what? Aside from a morally bankrupt few, we're not. You are not welcome here. Coming out does not undo or justify the harm you've caused us. Your sad coming out story opens no doors. True remorse and a sincere apology might be a first step, as would renouncing the GOP, which continues to be a haven for those who hate and repress queer people, especially in the administration of Donald Trump and Mike Pence. But it's clear from your statement that you're not capable of any of those things. So no, you are not welcome here. And not that you asked for our forgiveness, but you don't have it. And speaking for myself, if I ever see you in one of our spaces... You can expect an ice cold drink in your pretty face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that on that. So LGBTQ Nation posted this, and it got a lot of shares and a lot of retweets. Mm -hmm. And then the New York Daily News quoted it, uh, along with several other uh, queer people who felt as I did. Right. He was almost universally uh, panned right. for for his letter and. Uh, the interesting thing to me has been like the 10 to 15 percent of of queer people who who completely disagree with me. Mm -hmm. There was one queen on Instagram who posted a screenshot of my editorial and said, this editorial is far more damaging to our community than anything Aaron Schock ever did. That's some fuckery. As, 
JB would say. Yeah, it's fuckery. It's the internet. People are dumb. There's always going to be someone opposing the right things. Well, and again, I think it's just because he's hot and they all like want to get, they want to fuck him. Yeah. I do. You know, there are some people who are like, we're supposed to be a community of love and forgiveness and tolerance. And so we need to show forgiveness and love and tolerance to others. But as a commenter on LGBTQ Nation wrote, when someone posted that, he wrote, you know, tolerance is not like forgiving those who have their boots on our neck. Right. We don't tolerate fascism. Right. Only fascists ask you to tolerate fascism. How can we forgive someone that didn't He didn't ask for forgiveness. Also, real talk, he he did the Kevin Spacey thing where where and when Kevin Spacey was accused of molesting a woman, he's like, "Oh, I couldn't do that. I'm gay." Like, <laughs> not a woman, a um, young man, a boy. He was accused boy. of of, ra- of molesting Anthony Rapp. No, you're absolutely right. In fact, JB, when LGBTQ Nation posted my op-ed, it was like related. Kevin Spacey comes out. <laughs> right? See? Yeah. It was a, they put because it's exactly the same. It's it's like. Let me tell you my sad story that will justify my hideous actions. That's not how it works. No. Nope. And by the way, if he truly had asked for our forgiveness, if, he, if it was a real sincere mea culpa, we do forgive. There are gay conversion people who worked in the gay conversion uh, field for 20 years and who now say – I was wrong. I'm sorry. Now I'm going to work to fight the gay conversion. Exactly. We accept That's, them. We are like, thank you. That was the way that this needed to go, and it didn't go that way. And um, like, we're forgiving people, but you you have to you have to say sorry, and you have to like actually change. He hasn't changed at all. He just wants to play. He wants to play at all the fun gay stuff without doing any of the gay work and do and facing any of the struggle. Right. So anyway, you can read his letter. You can read my letter. You can, you know, tell me exciting. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm a fucking asshole. But send us dick pics. I do send nah. us dick pics more than anything. Someone called me a keyboard warrior, which uh, is funny because I accuse a lot of other people I of know. doing that. But uh, okay, now it's time for our LGBTQ Pride update. Hit it, JB. There's so much happening in the month of March. First of all, Wellington Pride in Wellington, New Zealand continues. It's the longest Pride festival in the world. It goes from March 8th through 21st. Damn. So party down, Wellington. Uh, in Florida, Florida, Bradenton, Florida, it's Manatee Gay Pride when all the gay manatees frolic. Uh, that's March 21st. March 21st through March 28th is, is something called European Gay Ski Week. Ooh, sounds lovely. At Paradisky Area, France. That sounds unbelievable. JB, turn that music down just a smidge. March 22nd through 29th is Los Angeles Leather Pride. Mm. Oh, yeah. Fuck my hole with your leather dick. Oh, yes. March 28th is Tampa Pride on the west coast of Florida. March 30th through April 5th is Miami Beach Gay Pride in Miami Beach, Florida. Uh, So lots of Florida, a little bit of Europe, a little bit of New Zealand. Enjoy your, your, your pride. Be proud, and if Aaron Shock shows up at any one of those celebrations... Throw a drink in his face. Throw a drink in his face. And now it's time to get a little sexy. Oh. Hit it, JB. Are you guys feeling sexy? I'm feeling so sexy. I have a question. Yes? Remember the days when you were always ready to go? (laughs) I still remember them. You're still living them, but I can remember them. And now I can increase my performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, everybody. Blue Chew 
Com. That's blue like the color blue. This is when my dog starts barking during the commercial read. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And you can get your first shipment free. Listen up. You can get your first shipment free when you use promo code ASS. That's A-S-S. You can take Blue Chew anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable... They work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity strikes. That's the best part, right? Like you walk into a bar, you see a hot guy, you start talking to him, you can see where things are headed. You pop a blue chew and you are ready to go. If you could benefit from more performance, uh, from more confidence rather, where it counts, then blue chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. It's made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than buying these kinds of things at a pharmacy. Best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Again, we have a special deal for ASS listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code ASS. It's just $5 shipping, but otherwise that shipment is free. Again, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code ASS. Try it free. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the ASS. BlueChew.com. Thank you, BlueChew. Thank you, BlueChew. And speaking of things that make your dick hard. (laughs) (laughs) Our guest today is a returning favorite to the ass. His comedy career continues to explode, as does his penis. His album, Clean Comedy, actually made it to the number 10 spot on the Billboard comedy charts. That is no joke. And now he's about to embark on a cross-country comedy tour entitled The Gay But Not Too Fabulous Tour. Here's a taste of the latest comedy stylings of Zach Zimmerman. Abraham Lincoln, I don't know if y'all knew this. Six foot four, beautiful beard. Her name was Mary Todd. I I think he was with her because he misheard her name and thought it was a question. (laughs) Mary Todd? Sure, I'll marry Todd. He sounds like a great guy. I hear he's endowed by his creator. No, but people are criticizing Pete quite a bit. They're saying he's, he's too young. Pete, you're too young. You're too young, Pete. Pete, you have to be older. Pete, you need to be older run for president. But he's 38, which in gay years is dead. So. Too old. Too old. And joining us now is the hilarious Zach Zimmerman. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for having Zach. me. Zach, are, are you so bummed stop, that Pete stop. Buttigieg dropped out and now you can't tell that joke anymore? I had only written them that week because normally <sighs> I don't talk about political stuff, but there was like a submission. So I like, write some topical jokes. And I was like, okay, I'll talk about Pete. But he'll he'll be back in four years. I always hated honest. when I wrote a, like a or topical joke years. and then the story changed and it was like, and eh, that joke <laughs> is dead. There was some in person. I think it was like a JFK impersonator or something. Yes. And then someone the day after, people were waiting for him to make a good joke, and he was like, I won't make a joke, but that guy's career is ruined. Like so, yes. So his name was Von Meter, mm-hmm. and he was he was the, the first ever presidential impersonator. And all through the, the Kennedy administration, like Von Meter was on every late night talk show, and John F. Kennedy welcomed him to the White House and put out an album called The First Family that went to number one on every chart. It was like number one on the Billboard charts. And the day, the night Kennedy, this is an urban legend, but some people Mm -hmm. say it's true. The night he was shot, Lenny Bruce took to the stage 
The audience is in shock and grief that mm-hmm. President Kennedy's just been assassinated. He stands at the microphone silently for about 30 seconds and says, Von Meter is so fucked. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I th- oh, wow. Zin- Zinneman in the Times just wrote about this. That's where I heard about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a great story. He wasn't sure story. if someone said fucked or, like, screwed. And it got yeah, Lenny Bruce would fucked. definitely say fucked. <laughs> no, I mean, brilliant joke, but, man, that's dark. But luckily, when you just talk about your life, nothing like... Yeah, just tell stories dark. about yourself and you're fine. But, um, unless you die. Right. When you know, it's a great time to be, you know, traveling on a tour. There's nothing, <laughs> like, you know, uh, Listen, nothing to worry about. At least you're not getting on a cruise ship. <laughs> oh, girl. I know. Well, if we have to quarantine people, cruise ship passengers, like, aren't the nicest people in the world. So hey, like I'm, they could use a, a I'm booked out. to go on a cruise at the end of May. To perform or just No, to just to fuck my brains out. It's a gay cruise. Uh, and I'm, queen. I'm terrified that... Uh, a, it's going to get canceled and I'm not going to get my money back. Or B, that it's not going to be canceled and we're going to have like 5,000 coughing queens who won't <laughs> stop having sex even yeah, though they're no. sick. <laughs> They'll just be like timing their pumps to the coughs. Yeah. Like, Prep does not <clears throat> prevent <clears throat> <throat> coronavirus. Zach, you look really cute. Oh, what, it, what have you I, been I didn't doing? shower. I didn't shower. That's the is way that to do it, it. Is? I was like, maybe I should shower. It's like, That's no, the Ryan Frosty way. Yeah. Don't, yeah. I'm on like a, like a three, four o'clock. No, but what's different routine. about you? Have you been working out? Did you lose weight? Did you gain weight? Something? I feel like I've gained weight, but people say I've like put on a little bit of bulk. But No, you have put on bulk. I think I, you look more it. like a man. Oh, thank you. You're more mannish. Oh, less boyish. Old. That means old. No, no, no. You don't. You don't. <laughs> Which look, is not bad. You're less twinky and more like. Oh, it's, it's all going to the right place. Every it twink is. becomes a bear. Huh? Every twink eventually. And I haven't had sex in six months, so maybe you're seeing that like resigned. Okay, like, so now the whole interview is going to be about this. Why? Why? I, How old are you? I'm 31. Okay, I'll be 32 why in July. at the prime of your sexual life would you take six months off from having sex? I'm gonna look back and be like Zach, you were dumb. I don't know. I think I got in my head a little, and now it's built up too much. What's in your head? I, just uh, there's not a ton of desire, to be honest. Maybe I've like pumped mm. everything towards career, career, career. Too much pumping. Or my standards <laughs> are maybe my standards are too high. I feel like so you've been approached for sex and you've just. Turned your nose up at it. Flirted with on the apps and stuff, but no one like is you know. It's so interesting. I mean, listen, if you're not into it, you're not into it. I'm not. You don't. Right. Right. You shouldn't have sex if you're not feeling it. I'm just wondering, like, what's going on there? Uh, Did you? Because because when because like when they say like, oh, Ryan Seacrest is too busy with his career to have sex or date. It's like he's a homosexual. That's why. (laughs) But with you, like, you're admitting that you're gay. Yeah. Right. You still don't want so. Are you on any kind of antidepressant that might yeah, be? Yeah, co- someone said that might be it. I started Wellbutrin last April okay. when the album came out because it like depressed me miserably, just like the stress. and Even though it did so well. I, yeah. I don't know what happened. Maybe the like fear and vulnerability of it all was just like, uh, and or just like figuring out relationship with mom and stuff. But then I started Wellbutrin and it was like amazing. And the doc said that it should make me horny, but it didn't. Are you jerking off? I think every three or four days, which is standard. That used to be my, like, mm-hmm. rhythm. So maybe you weren't a huge sexual person to begin with. Like, it's not like you were on my grave. Is that true? <laughs> uh, uh, I think I was. It feels like a thing of my past. 
like the the hunt. So interesting. The novelty of sex has you worn still off have a little. Plenty of time to have sex. If Thank you take you, six Ryan. months off, I think that's okay. But I think you should talk to your doctor. Talk oh. to your doctor about Wellbutrin. <laughs> about Blue Chew. Such possible side effects. Well, Blue Chew will help you. Uh, I got get some in the mood. Blue Chew. You did because there was another. Uh, there was like a comedy venue that was sponsored by them too, and they had a free promo code. And I was like, let me try it, and then it came, and I haven't taken it. Okay. Well, as long I as have uh, it, like in the, in it's, the it, you're ready. At the ready. Well, listen, I'm hoping that you get some good roadcock uh, on this tour. Thank you. Now, tell us why you called it the Gay but Not Too Fabulous tour. Yes. So last March, I opened for Alyssa Edwards at Caroline's, which was oh my so god. Exciting. Oh yeah. my god. Ryan is gagging. That's amazing. And it, well, what's worse is I didn't know who she was. Oh <laughs> my god. I've gotten better. Zag. I'm watching this season. Do I'm, the noise, Ryan. I'm. <laughs> I learned what that was. I also Edwards. I also tongue pop now. Like it's she's infected. Do, she me. Give, yep. give us your she tongue pop. It. Yeah, that's a good one. There it is. Ryan, I'll just do it in the gym when I'm just like thinking. Like, <laughs> it's like a she created it's gay radar. I she think. created a gay language Boop. or what bats do. And then so I, I tried to figure out. Echo I figured out who she was. Echo location. Yeah. And then I showed up. I, I did the show. It's, it, no one really want. No one's there to see you. So when you come out and it's just yeah, like opening a, for a big a, a star youth pastor, is, is a strange like, thing. Yeah. So you just like say her name a lot. But after I asked, <laughs> I asked the booker, "You guys excited for this hour?" I asked the booker, "Like, why did I wait? Why am I doing this?" And uh, the booker said, "Alyssa wanted someone gay, but not too fabulous." Oh my god! And that is that who is I am. so. Hilarious to that me. Is. And the fact that he was honest with you. <laughs> she, if, if you can believe. That's a great story. And yeah, you know, that's wow. true. Like, I've, op- I've opened for a lot of people. <laughs> you're, friends, you're really not fabulous. <laughs> that's true. No, <laughs> I've, I've opened for a lot of people. Like, so here's my story about that. Like, I opened for Roseanne. That's the biggest person I ever opened okay. for. And she didn't choose me. The club chose me. Mm. This was comics, which she was. She still then, like, approves, right? Depending on how she literally did not know. So Comics NYC used to be this fabulous, beautiful club on West 14th Street. It it only existed for about five years and they went out of business. But it was literally the best comedy club in New York. And so they liked me. I had a show there like on a weekly basis and they asked me to open for Roseanne. And she had brought her own opener who was this basic bitch that she had found literally on YouTube who I don't think had ever been on the stage before. Okay. Because this is what they do. Like, even hilarious, famous celebrities, they want someone who's With, not really going to be that impressive right, to open right, for right, them. Right. So that they can get on stage and be like, now the show really yeah. starts. You don't want to be upstage. Right. So that's so, why they booked you? No, the club booked me, fucker. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, so Roseanne shows up. I'm at the club with the basic bitch opener. We've introduced ourselves. And Roseanne shows up and I go, hi, Roseanne. I'm Adam Sank. I'm going to be the MC tonight. And she goes, oh, there's an MC. <laughs> and that was how she met me. <laughs> was that all she yes, said to yeah. you? Well, so then me and this basic bitch were in the green room with Roseanne and her boyfriend at the time, and we sort of got to hang out with her before – it was two shows. It was before the first okay. show. And she was actually really cool, and, like, we, she showed me pictures of her grandkids. She was like, I like your jeans. And um, <laughs> we started talking about Britney Spears because mm-hmm. this is all about me and not about you, Zach. No, I love it. It was the week that Britney Spears went crazy and, like, oh shaved God. her head and beat up a car and stuff. Iconic. And I, I said, Roseanne, I've always wanted to know this, like – when you're on the cover of every single tabloid, do you read them? And she looked at me. She had this deadly serious look on her face. She goes, oh, yeah. She goes, you read every word. 
because you're trying to figure out who gave this to them, who, who sold oh, this to them. Oh, wow. And that was like fascinating. So then first show happened. It was great. Second show, we're in the green room. Rosie O'Donnell shows up to the green room to say just, hi to Roseanne. Just realized those are different people. Yes. Okay, keep going. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Roseanne's manager like beckons me and Sherry to leave the room. And she's like, Roseanne and Rosie would like some alone time. <laughs> and that was it. We were never allowed back in the green room. I didn't go. The end. Similarly, just because there, there's a green room there, but like Alyssa has drag to get into oh, and yeah. stuff. I respected that and just kind of like sat at the back of the theater the whole time. I didn't go like in the green room. In my mind, we were going to become best it's friends. Even though I didn't know who she was. Also so interesting because like that Alyssa Edwards would be doing a comedy show at Caroline's because she's not a stand-up comedian. No, it was billed as her like first stand-up Caroline's tour. does – a lot of drag queens, though, because oh, they really? know it'll yeah, they know it'll fill seats. But like, do they do like Bianca and Bob? Like, I mean, those Bob are they, Caroline. That's where those are. Those are stand up comedians. Bianca, I think Caroline's would be almost be too small for her at this point. Yeah, because she could fill way more seats. But yes, if they if if Bianca wanted to do it, they would give her a week at Caroline. I mean, I think that just is a testament to Alyssa just being so naturally. You know, charismatic and funny. And the stories were incredible, even though I didn't, like, know all the specifics. Like, just feeling the audience mm -hmm. feeding yeah. off of her yeah. and going, wow. It felt like gay church. It was, like, so much fun. Zach, remind me when – how old, inches. <laughs> I heard it was bigger. Remind <laughs> me, like, when you started stand-up. When I moved to New York, and it'll be three years in April. So three years in the world of stand-up comedy is not a long time. Oh, no. Are you – at all surprised by how successful you've become or are you just like so blasé like oh yeah i knew this was gonna happen two points one i question if i'm actually successful by any metric financially you are huge <laughs> not financially yet it will happen but the fact that you were in the edinburgh fringe festival that you released a comedy album that went to number 10 not on some shitty itunes chart but on the fucking billboard charts I've never charted on Billboard, and I've had albums go to number one on iTunes and Amazon Comedy. Like, Billboard's a real fucking thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people bought your album. And every, like, magazine and newspaper that sees you is like, Zach Zimmerman's the next big thing. Like, are, are you phased by any of it? It's it. I have so much self-doubt and loathing that it only, like, kind of trickles in a little bit. You should really be enjoying this because a, no one else does trickle. comedy for three years and has that kind of success. No one. I will – well, the math is a little twisted because I did like improv and sketch in Chicago for seven years. Man, no so one I cares feel like about I'm, that bullshit. I think, ah. But I think when you come to – I don't know when you started out. But oh. I think when you like come to it with a better sense of a little you bit of who you are. Yeah, just like I know I put on a show. I was still learning how to write jokes. I'm still like, – It's comedy. It's just different. It's just not stand-up comedy. Yeah. But I, I honestly – you haven't been on the show in almost a year. The last time was April 6, 2019. Oh, yeah. That was when the album came out. I believe that a year from now you will not come on this show. Not because you're being a, a cunt, but just because like you're you're too busy, no, like you're doing too I'll many always things. Come. Really? Uh, For you, Adam. Wait. I think you'll come on Matthew Camp do. show. <laughs> and on Matthew Camp. <laughs> Though they get desperate for me sometimes. They're like, Zach, we don't have a guest. Come on. I'm well, like, that's what I we do. That's used? what we do to Drew Lausch. Drew Lausch is our permanent <laughs> fill-in last-minute guest. Yep. <laughs> you need him. You, need you have him to have sometimes. a gay comedian as a, as a fill-in. I mean, from your lips to God's ears, right? I mean, I'd love to keep working and stay busy. Right now, everything feels like very me-made, if that makes sense. No one's like reaching out like, Zach, come come on tour. It's like kind of me. Like, okay, I'd like to go here. Like, but you've already me. sold out the first show. Right? The one the in New York show. Yeah, that was so nice because I just moved to Park Slope too. 
but a week before on Monday, I look and I've sold ten tickets. So I have this mental spiral. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, it's always going to be a hustle. City, I can't like get an audience out. What the fuck? Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And then by Sunday, it's sold, sold out. out. Yeah. And that's really hard to do in New York where there's a thousand different things people can see every night. You know, there's right. so many different that's shows. I'm excited to go on tour because it so feels like – Where are you going? I'm going to go to Houston uh, mostly for rodeo and to see Lizzo. But I'm also going to do a show. Uh, and Chicago. And the – what's that? And for the Cowboys? The football team? Yes. That's my dad's team. I'm – I – I opt out of We don't sports. talk about sports we don't on talk this about show. Sports. <laughs> Houston? Houston, Chicago, which I'm excited about, homecoming show. San Francisco, which is great. It's a tiny little venue, and the first one sold out, so we added another night, which is so cool. I and mean, then, come on. Well, but Portland's only sold two tickets. Who so it's gives like a this fuck? weird twist. Uh, maybe next and week. Portland, Schmortland. Portland, Schmortland. Now, and then we finish in LA. So if you're in LA, come out so on the 20th. Now, when you're in Chicago, I know it's been six months. Will you go to Steamworks, the <gasps> legendary <gasps> bathhouse, with Did your Blue Chew? Did you know I was – see what happens. Did You know I've been for research before, right? I do not. I was in a musical called Steamworks the Musical. It still runs every summer at the Annoyance. Oh, my and God. I was one of the, the original cast members and writers, and we would go to Steamworks and research. I never hooked up with anyone there. I literally just talked to a guy on the – on the ceiling and like while he had a smoke break like so what do you come for looking when you come here blah 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 and you didn't have any i didn't do anything i was too scared um wait. boy are you and i different <laughs> side note my uh my first show i ever saw in chicago when i was there for undergrad was at the annoyance oh cool and it was salem the musical yes oh, i remember it they Up basically was in uptown in that like real mm-hmm. narrow oh very cool yeah. all right listeners so if you want to see zach in any of those cities that he just mentioned go to zach dash zimmerman.com for tickets and information you couldn't get zach zimmerman.com someone there's many zach was very popular in the late 80s early 90s as a last name. yeah mm-hmm. a lot of fucking clever by parents zach I've, yes i've blown a lot of zach's I also bought genericcomedian.com recently. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because I was, I don't want to gossip too much, but a uh, a podcast invited me on and then asked for talking points. And I gave them some talking points. And then they asked for better talking points. What? And I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. Who and is this they, podcast? And then they listed good ones and bad ones. And the bad ones were like, my show is Thursday. My website is genericcomedian.com. And so I bought generic comedian. Wait, I need to know what podcast this is. I'll, I'll tell off, you. Because that's shitty. You I, don't fucking make the guests do the work for you. It's my job to think of good questions for you, not your job. I right. didn't want to say that. It's time but. to play Ask Me No Questions. Ooh, speaking of questions. Ask me no questions. Ask me no questions. What is your favorite oh, – this is not going to work with you. What is your favorite sexual position? Oh, uh, doggy, but they're not on fours. They're like laying on the bed. Oh, oh, just flat. Yeah. Who's the worst famous comedian working today? The worst famous comedian? Yes. Oh, there was someone who apparently, when he found out he had a gay opener, was went on stage and was like, they were going to let a fag open for me. I just heard that story. Like, who was it? Sammy. Oh, I don't know. It's an older guy. I'll we'll have to Google have to that. Uh, give us some of your – all of these are sexual questions. Give us some <laughs> of your best dirty talk. Oh, Please love me. Please care for me. Tell me I'm funny. That's so hot. I just popped a rod. Someone's phone keeps uh, beeping, so if it's yours, please turn it off. Uh, Okay, this is the stupidest question I've ever asked. Rank the following Zimmermans from best to worst. Here are your choices. They're all... George Zimmerman. (laughs) Bad. Worst. Worst. Robert Zimmerman. Uh, Who that? I'm going to tell you who each of them are. (laughs) Jordan Zimmerman or Arthur Zimmerman. Now, 
George Zimmerman uh, w- was uh, the guy Trayvon who murdered Martin. Trayvon Martin. Yeah, Robert Zimmerman is Bob Dylan. Yep, yep. I knew that. Jordan one. Zimmerman was a professional baseball player. Arthur Zimmerman was the state secretary for, for foreign affairs of the German Empire during World War One. <laughs> wow. World War One. Yes, they weren't. Yeah, okay. We still they, we still fought them then. Right, right, right. <laughs> so rank them, please, from best to worst. <sighs> Robert is best. Yes, Bob Dylan. Um, uh, the German one. He, you're going to put him second? Well, he was over the baseball player. Well, baseball's last. <laughs> after, after, after Trayvon's killer. <laughs> I mean, sports are just disgusting. So it goes Robert and then Arthur and then um, George, then Jordan. Interesting. As a joke, yeah. Jordan's <laughs> actually probably not that bad. Zach, when was the last time you used the dildo that's modeled after your own penis? Uh, a, a year ago, yeah, right before the album came out. Where like, do you keep me- that? Right now, it's in my like Playwrights Horizons tote bag because I'm taking it like from show to show because it makes an appearance oh, prop- in the show. Yeah. Can I tell you something? That's a fabulous merchandising opportunity. Oh, to sell that to other people. Yes. If you can partner with like a dildo manufacturer. Clona could- Willie is coming to the show in Portland because that's where they're based. Put that on your fucking giveaway. website, Zach, because oh, you've okay. got a lot of creepy fans who would love to know what your dick feels like. <laughs> Speaking of which, what's the creepiest thing one of your fans has ever said or done so far? Oh, and just probably just over messaging. There's there some people who are just like, hey, 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 hey. And then I released like a promo video that involved me like getting into a bath or I did a show in Edinburgh from a bathtub. Like I did the show and had like six people in the room as like a little publicity stunt. I did the whole hour from the tub, which I thought was funny. With no audience? We had six people. We had no, not no audience. (laughs) Did it get cold? No. And my venue was so hot and I was excited to be in like a cold room. I was like, I'm not going to sweat, but I ran the water too hot and I sweat the whole damn time. But a guy messaged a friend of mine who went to that show. They're like, was Zach actually naked in it? And I was like, why are you DMing my friend? This is strange of you. The first thing you mentioned is important because I get this a lot with people going like, hey, how's it going? What's up? Mm-hmm. What's new? And what's annoying about it is, A, like they're never attractive. It's never someone that I want to talk to. But B, you're asking me to provide the content for this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like if you have something to say to me, then say it. But don't be like, how's your day going? What's up for this weekend? Like A, I don't know you. B, I don't feel like typing a bunch of stuff right now. Like I'm working. I'm busy. Right, right, right. I don't like typing to people I do like. On the other end of it, if this is just general flirting, yeah. on the other end, when someone comes on with like too much personality, you're like, uh-oh, what, yeah. what's, what's going on? You just like I'd almost lot. rather someone just sent me a picture of their dick and said like, do you want to suck this? And then I'd be like, yes or no. Different like, strokes. Let's just <laughs> The cut. dick is the hello. The dick. And if it's good, you'll get a response. And if it's not. That's right. Or like, hey, I, I think you're really hot and I'd love to blow you. Like, oh, that's perfect. Beautiful. Those messages are always well appreciated. After you, you do a show, appreciate those. If someone's like, hey, can I give you a blowjob as a thank you for you a great so show? Do you ever funny. allow it? No. Please let me suck your dick. Why would you not allow that? Well, they're never like quite as hot as I would like them to be. Or I learned in Edinburgh this one guy was doing that to every show he went to. He was just like, great show. <laughs> because a friend and I were both. Even to the women performers. <laughs> you want a blowjob, babe? <laughs> wow. Um, but no one's ever like, you know, you never you haven't been stalked yet. No, this this one guy, and I feel like even by mentioning he exists, I'm giving him a little like well, leeway. Not. Yeah, but like I, I've been careful to not engage at all it's once scary. I catch some of those like 
vibes. Finally, Zach, in honor of James Lipton, who just left Aww. us this past week, <gasps> I'm going to ask you the question that was taught to him by his mentor, oh, Bernard Pivot. I need a good uh, joke for this. Oh, I know if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Told you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Zimmerman's Gay But Not Too Fabulous tour is already underway. Go to Zach-Zimmerman.com for tickets and information. His album is called Clean Comedy. How can people follow you on the interwebs? I am at ZZ double ZZ. That's ZZ, the word double ZZ on Twitter, Instagram, and Grindr or Zach-Zimmerman.com. Thank you so much for coming back. I hope you're not too famous a year from now to see us again, but I think you will be. I promise now to come back. Better back to Ryan and JB, plug yourselves. At Ryan Frosting on Twitter and Instagram. At StockingAnarchy12 on Instagram. Next Saturday, tune into another brand new ass with another gay funny man, Philip Markle. Subscribe to this Hello, podcast Philip. at dnrstudios.com. Download my comedy albums. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Sank. Have a great week, bitches. Mm-hmm.